Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Naked Professors podcast. We're back this week with the same group of boys. We're carrying on the conversation with Josh, David and Wade. Uh, we've let the conversation evolve. So we checked in with the guys. We've asked how they're feeling. We've asked what's good and bad in their lives. And actually, we're going to lead back in with, with David's final share about what's good and bad in his life. And this is teed up because Josh really, I think, is quite familiar with David's journey in, in reality TV. And he's seen David suddenly explode. And I think he kind of watched with, with eagle eyes in anticipation, knowing that David was about to go on a, on a crazy journey. So uh, Josh has been watching David. And I I've been speaking with Josh about David's journey um, while it was going on back in, in April when David's show was coming on air. And I know jo- Josh has, has had his challenges around, you know, exposure and I think he was looking out for a friend and how's this going to go for him? So we lead back in with, with David uh, sharing what's good and bad in his life, which is a lot because he's been through so much. And yeah, we get into this conversation about finding like fulfillment and gratitude in like the smallest things you know, suddenly David has got all sorts of stuff going on in his in his world in his life but still trying to find gratitude in the smallest of things and that was really nice actually because it's lovely for me you know David feels like exactly the same guy that I knew before he went on this show um, which is really nice in fact if anything it's kind of you know even even more of the best bits have come alive in him and uh, and so it's beautiful to see and um yeah it's fascinating to hear him talk about you know still finding the gratitude in the small stuff and, and then he he drops a bombshell that david's found love um this beautiful uh positive in his life that's come through from lockdown and met online and we get into a whole conversation about how love is vulnerable and risky and like how it can be painful and like how we have to learn to love ourselves and all this like you know, dare I say it, quite unmanly conversation. Um, but conversation that I've learned is manly. You know, for me, I'm still a man and I really get a lot talking about this stuff. And sitting in, in the room with these guys and, and getting into that was was really beautiful. And Josh spoke particularly really vulnerably about his journey of self-love. And um, yeah, it's, it's powerful and it's unique. It's not often that these kind of conversations happen. So it was a privilege for me to sit in the room and like testament to these guys. Like really, because not everyone wants to have these conversations, but everyone, um, everyone just just joined in and opened up their hearts, and we and we spoke freely, and it was um, yeah, really beautiful for me to to be part of that. So yeah, and I love this topic of love. So I set up this conversation to be really around love, and um, it's been a massive part of my journey, like allowing myself to love, learning to love myself, all this stuff that again I just you know in my twenties and my past just I didn't think was me I didn't think was 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 stuff that I wanted to to get involved in you know I I I didn't see love being really 
something that interested me if I'm honest like I like the idea of it but I never really experienced it um so I mean that cautiously cautiously because you know I loved there were people I loved in my life but it wasn't something I threw myself into it wasn't something I really looked for I looked for the quick wins I looked for things that gave me joy ahead of love so yeah it was beautiful for us to get into this this whole conversation about love um and I thought Wade you'll, you'll hear Wade speak really eloquently about love in this and he says that we live in a generation of what um what else is there and how there's you know there's a swipe away from meeting a new girl and how easy it is if the going gets tough in a relationship or if someone is you know bothering us in a, in a, in a, in a small way we can just go oh do you know what i just meet someone else screw it and we're not prepared to sit through it now and really work at things and uh, everything's just so disposable um, and everything's so accessible at the same time so we're really taught we're in this in this space of just grabbing instant instant gratification being around us and so accessible all the time with that love becomes something that love requires hard work you know um, I really I do believe that um, and we get into that too and, and why love is hard work and why it requires us to go deep and why why we have to show ourselves and actually go under the surface and really get into some tough conversations that aren't easy that aren't great fun in that moment but allow us to understand each other better to understand our values and our needs and all this kind of really like for me really juicy stuff and unique quite really unique conversation um so yeah i, I really loved where this conversation flowed to naturally and we got into into some really quite sort of deep stuff at the end about human behavior and, and, and relationships and um all the stuff that i don't know can for me now makes my world go round. you know love has become a massive part of it so to share this conversation was was a beautiful thing for me so let's get into it shall we we rejoin the, the conversation i think josh tees up david now to to speak about his journey what's good and bad in his life and then then we get into love so yeah not the most manly of conversations but i think we make it manly <laughs> i hope you agree i hope you enjoy it over to the guys i haven't spoken to him since he came <laughs> off this show i met i met him at an event and uh his life's changed forever and i'm just really intrigued by him and i have i have been following your journey i remember when i saw the promo i called up ben here to be like wow he's he's doing this reality show and i was worried because when i met you at that event I was, the way they tried to portray you, I think in that opening sequence of like, this is the new series. I was like, this doesn't seem like the guy that I know, mm. but actually it worked out well. Mm. Yeah, it all worked out quite nicely if I'm honest. It did, it was incredible. I mean, like, like you know, this is your story, but I, I was proud sitting there watching, yeah. watching you on TV. You know, Cheers, I was mate. proud that I knew you. Honestly, like I really was. Um, but so tell us like what was what's good and bad in your life? What's good and bad? Well, that's David talking there. What's bad? Let's start with that bit first. What is bad? Um, to be honest, at the moment things are pretty good. Like the the the, the past months have been rock not rocky, but like more up and down than I've ever experienced. So I would say that, that my stress levels have been elevated since the show came out. Like generally, um, balancing things, managing expectations, and understanding where the right place to put energy is like certain opportunities have come up and lots of people want your attention it's it's like trying to manage all of that it's it's almost like you know from 
to put it in other terms, it's like you've gone from being like the janitor to like the CEO of a company overnight. And so it's like trying to adapt to that change in responsibility and attention and all of those different things. So that's been a, a, a challenge, but one that I welcome because it's like when you are faced with these challenges, it's what makes you better. You don't you don't grow unless you are forced to effectively. Um, so I, I'm like, it, although it has been difficult um, and there's been certain moments where I've been made aware of quite how many people sometimes are aware of what I do. Um, sometimes for good, sometimes not so much for good. You know, I broke lockdown rules a couple of times. I got <laughs> shouted at for that. Um, don't the Daily Mail know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a wake up call. But um, yeah, so it's it's not really that anything's really bad at the moment. I feel pretty privileged and grateful that things are, are going all right, to be honest. I mean, I'm like, I, I always like to, to do as well as I can or whatever it is that I'm doing. So, you know, like I could be here saying like, oh no, I need to be doing better at this. Like my business should be more productive. I should be getting more opportunities, this, that and the other, because that is typically what would have happened if, we weren't in a worldwide pandemic, but yeah. we are. So I need to be like a bit more fucking realistic and be like, be grateful for the opportunities that do come. Be grateful that you've got a business, that you've got an income stream, that you are still growing in this situation when so many people are going backwards or stationary. And so I'm very much trying to like be present in the situation, aware of it and taking into account other factors that are external that I can't control. So. Yeah. Um, what's good though? Well, I, I I've got a jumper on, <laughs> which is I'm getting hot. You guys were right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's getting warm in here. In a minute, if you hear loads of like rustling, it's gonna be me taking my jumper off. Imagine uh, if that was just the line, like "What's good right now?" I've got a jumper on. <laughs> life is simple. In your life, man, it is good. I'm yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that was the case, I'd be like fuck. Oh, just the pause. I want to be fulfilled by my jumper so much. Yeah. Because I remember when you were a kid and like everything was amazing. Oh, and you were like experiencing something for the first time. And you're like, I love my jumper. My jumper is just fantastic. It's so comfortable and warm. I, oh, I couldn't want for anything else in the world. It's a bit oh, different Wolf now. Wolf cracked an egg and for the this, first time this himself the other day. And I was like, I want to be that fucking excited about cracking every egg <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. You're hearing from Wade there. Because he dropped it and was like... Dad, holy shit! <laughs> like it was just like pure like bewilderment as to what had happened from the thing he was shaking to then it being this kind of like puddle on the floor. I was like, "Yeah, dude." I'm like, yeah, yeah, "How yeah. cool is that?" Yeah, yeah. they so show cool. us so much, don't they? Kids are just—they're uh, amazing, and like it's the joy and excitement you see on their faces yeah. when yeah. they are like doing something for the first time, like cracking that egg, and he's just like elated, and you're like. I want that feeling again, yeah. <laughs> that like pure joy and excitement of something. It's really hard to get as an adult, isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. you overly think things through sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now nah, what is good? What is good is, well, for the first time in a long time, I've got a girlfriend, which is pretty nice. Got a lockdown, bit of lockdown love. Did not know that. Were you going somewhere with the jumper though? Nah, not really. Oh, I thought you were going to say like you kind of deal oh, I thought yeah uh, I thought you were going to say that you, it, it, you literally level. were saying you had a jumper on yeah alright <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a nice jumper it's though. a oh, nice right. jumper it's, it's nice very good yeah, it's yeah. really comfortable actually oh. like you guys like you oh, it's, it's soft and fluffy genuinely felt like he was about to like drop a bomb that he just 
did a big campaign or no. a deal with Gandhi's, but he legitimately was saying that he just had a jumper on. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my favourite jumper. It's so oh. soft and comfortable. That's and it's brilliant. I think it's like 20 quid or 25 quid as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, us about, uh, tell us about Lockdown Love. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's probably more important yeah, than the jumper, isn't it? I mean, the jumper's good. <laughs> it's great. It's pretty I, 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 I do want you to land a campaign with them now. Like after the promo <laughs> we've just given them, you've got to do it. Gandhi's, if you're listening, please do a campaign with him. <laughs> I've got the jacket over there yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, lockdown love. So, yeah, um, yeah met, met a girl um, in the height of lockdown on Bumble. Wow. Yes. So it was a it was a swiping situation, and um, honestly, it's going so well. Like you know, I've I've been single for for quite a long time. You know, I dated some girls, but over the past like seven eight years, been relatively single, and um, it's exciting. It's a new like a new chapter almost. You know, it's like a girl that we get on really really well, and she's like very similar to me in a lot of ways. About the same age, got a very good head on her shoulders, smart, intelligent, and um, already we've like come across a few things obviously you're different people however similar you are to someone you are different to them in some ways as well and actually it's like been interesting because there's the when you go into a new relationship I think you pull from your past relationships into it you have an expectation you have a way things are done you have a way that you perceive someone or like your um, kind of experiences that you're going to filter things through so it's been a bit of a an experience for us to kind of have those, but then I've kind of said to her a couple of times, like, let's draw on a blank piece of paper for ourselves. Let's not have loads of drawings already on that piece of paper that we're trying to copy. Let's just start completely scratch. Like, let's have no expectations. Let's have no pre preconceived ideas of what we think a relationship should be. Let's just be present with each other. Let's just um, talk and communicate. And literally, like, that is the way that we're kind of going into it. And there's been a couple of times already where, like, those preconceptions or past experience had come into play. Like, I don't really like holding hands. I don't know about you guys, but it's just I, I, my palms get sweaty. I don't like being tethered to someone. <laughs> like if I'm walking around, I like to be relatively free to to kind of move as as I like. And we went um, somewhere, and she was holding my hand, and I just kind of said to her, I was, like, "I was like, do you really like holding hands?" And she's like, stopped and thought about it, and she's like, "Well, it's just what I've done in the past." And we had like a brief conversation and I was like, well, I don't really like it. It's nothing against you, obviously. <laughs> I just don't like my palms getting sweaty and I like to be free. Um, it was like a kind of two minute conversation and it was just an example of a habit that she'd formed in a previous relationship, bringing it into this one without thinking whether it's the right thing to do or whether it works in this relationship dynamic between the two of us. And I think that it was a good opportunity for us to kind of question something that wasn't a heavily sensitive topic, but just got the idea out there that we don't have to play by the rules of past relationships. We can create our own rules. We don't have to have an expectation of where we should be, what we should do or how we should do it. We just feel present in the moment and then we listen to ourselves and like critically question where those feelings are coming from sometimes. And it's going really well and I'm really happy. Nice. Beautiful. Amazing. Mm. Does she watch you on the show? Yeah, <laughs> funny story, right? So, <laughs> so obviously, like, like I said, we 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 swiped on Bumble, and um, 
we met up and it was proper lockdown. You couldn't be close to people. We had to meet outside in the park. Everything shut. So we went and, and hung out in the park for quite a while the first time. And then the second time, I was like, do you want to come, come get some ice cream? So we're like walking down to get ice cream um, in Clapham. And at this point, like we hadn't talked about the show. I didn't want to bring it up. She hadn't brought it up. It was just really nice to be talking to somebody and not having that be a topic of conversation. Anyway, so we're walking down. It's like 10 minutes into our second date. And this uh, Texan woman from the other side of the road literally just shouts, David! Oh my God! David from Two Hot Oh my God! She like runs over with her husband like literally completely interrupts my walk with with my girl and and just goes oh my god i can't believe we we're here to see you like we've been trying to find you we're here for a few weeks da, 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 da. i'm like wow this is quite intense because british people are relatively standoffish right like when people have recognized me they'll just be like hey how's it going i saw you on the show and it'll be a conversation like you're having with your mate this was not one of those situations <laughs> And I'm just stood there and then we start talking. She's like, are you going to do Bachelor or are you going to do some other shows? My my girl's there like, probably not going to do Bachelor. Anyway, so like we got a photo and walked off and I'm just there like looking down at the floor being like, oh my God, that was embarrassing. Oh my God, that was so embarrassing. If she doesn't know why that happened, this is going to be awkward. And I was like walking, we got some ice cream and I was just like, so do you know why they did that she's like yeah i saw the show i'm like okay wow (sighs) so i was like how the fuck do you explain that otherwise like if they're completely unaware and um yeah it was super embarrassing but she's just like to be honest if i i'm the the person i thought you were on the show and the guy that i've seen so far seem quite similar so she's like i'm glad with how things are i wasn't going to bring it up but yeah that was nice. our second second date. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny though. We yeah. worried that she could be a fan fan girl. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it seems genuine. Mm. That's the thing, though, right? Mm. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I it, it, this is my first experience of being in a situation like this, and you don't necessarily know how genuine someone's feelings might be, but. Um, yeah, so I was kind of going in being like, I'm not going to bring it up and it's just going to be completely normal and then we'll just see how that goes. And then if it comes up in conversation, it does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, um, she's got no intentions of being, of, of kind of climbing off of my sure. Do you know status. What? I, I reckon, man, in all honesty, having been through it for a number of years, the best possible outcome I think happened for you coming out of that show for the reasons being you may have been deprived of you know the ibitas and the parties you know maybe girls throwing themselves at you but that's such a short-term thing and i think that's the validation that a lot of people seek when they go on those sorts of shows and fair enough but i think what you've got out of it is so much more it's so much more wholesome and actually and the reality is is that the girls will stop throwing themselves at you eventually not just you but anyone bit mean mate you know things like Ibiza you (laughs) won't be getting the VIP tables that you probably were offered beforehand and that's just because someone more relevant has come along we see it all the time you know they'll drop you like a hat whereas what you've got out of it is you've been given time to focus on your craft you've set your business up you're making good money you've managed to get yourself in a relationship which you said you'd not had for seven years because of this pandemic 
So actually, when all those things start to diminish, you're not going to have that anxiety, I think, or stress or that rejection of why is this not continuing yeah. to happen? I'm still the same person. The good thing is, though, your business will still be credited and those pound signs will continue to grow. Fingers, fingers crossed. Well, mate, you know, <laughs> you, if you back yourself and, and if you're good at your craft, you know, and you still connect with your audience. And what's nice about your audience is that they will be invested in you with the business, with the passions that you have, not necessarily you just being, you know, shirtless David at Ibiza the entire time, yeah. which is <clears throat> different. And I think actually, like you said, I think when you come off these sorts of shows, you know, a lot of these guys will crave that lifestyle, you know, to have that validation from all those people. And I think the biggest struggle is one day with a click of a finger, why why is it stopped? You know, they're used to going to Top Man when they come out of that show, for instance, when it was probably big, and then having to shut the store down and being treated like a member of One Direction. And then one day they just walk in there and no one turns. Mm. What's different? It's only yeah. been a year or two years. Well, the reality is the next series has come along. Yeah. So actually, I think long term, I mean, you know, only you can really say this about yourself. But I think from an outsider's point of view, having experienced it, I think, you know, maybe when it launched, you preferably would have been able to interact with more people. But actually, long term, I think for your mental health and well-being, I think it's probably the best scenario. Yeah, mate, I would agree with that. I think like <clears throat> it can be easy to get drawn into the short-term success off the back of shows like Love Island or other reality shows um, because there is so much hype and there is so much attention straight away. And that is, it is interesting. If you attribute, I think if you focus on your identity being someone who's done that show, then you're going to really struggle in the long term because that identity is going to fade away. And like I've already seen it... Um, if we're just looking at like analytics on Instagram, for example, it's like when the show comes out for the first three months, my insights, my engagement was through the fucking roof, like 20% engagement rate, right? Like obscene numbers. And obviously it's already dropping off. Like I'm losing about 5,000 followers a week, right? And how, that's, how many gaining though? That's what's important. Oh, so I'm losing 10,000, gaining 5,000. Yeah, boom. Well, then that's right? what matters, right? <clears throat> right. That, so yeah, like it is not... I don't feel like, oh no, oh my God, like I'm losing X number of followers. It's that the people that you have that are gonna stick around, they you want them to really care about what it is that you do. You wanna give them value. You wanna give them some benefit to following you. And if someone's just following me because I did that show, then they're probably not just the best reason to follow me. Like they should follow me because I'm either gonna give them value in, in the stuff that I post about with fitness or health or mental health or, uh, cars and bikes which I like as well like it's it's you've got to give them some value and eventually the ones that don't care will fade away and that's exactly what you want you don't want people following you that don't care about what you do and you want new people to come in that care about what you're doing as well so that is it's part and parcel of the process and I think that if I was just trying to be David that did too hot to handle then that'd be that'd be a sad state of affairs but because I have a business which I'm very much trying to grow. I've got an identity outside of the show and I've got projects which hopefully are going to run for years to come. Then it, it, I don't feel, I don't get a negative feeling off the back of the change in Instagram engagement and how the show's mm. not the hype anymore because there's other things that I'm trying to do and it was never that I needed the show to validate me as a person. Yeah. 
You're still you, regardless of what is going on, and you've still got your heart, you've still got your purpose, your mission, all of that stuff, and that's not going to change, regardless of what happens on Instagram or anywhere else. You know, and Instagram yeah. is a tool to help you show that, but it's not everything that that you are. You know, you are a person, an individual. We'll be back straight after this. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to the Naked Professors podcast. Let's pick up from where we left off. I want to ask a question that, that I think um, we don't really talk about. And again, this is probably not very manly, but I think this is really important. And for me, like at the crux of... All right, mate, we'll do some bicep curls <laughs> Yeah, we'll do bicep curls whilst we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep it balanced you know yeah. but um like for me the, the crux of like mental health like and i've and i've had to learn this is it all and this is a bit of a cliche but it all comes back to love right um uh like when in my 20s like growing up for me like it was all about like my ego's energy which was basically for me the opposite of love it was comparison it was competition it was you know trying to make myself look good and it wasn't it was I, the way i say it, it was it was coming for love you know i was looking for people to love me i wasn't coming from love and i realized when i come from love it's like a much healthier experience um so like the challenge for me was like having to embrace this 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 thing of love when I sort of always thought this is not very manly, you know, all the way. I couldn't even tell my mum I loved her, you know, and my mum was amazing. Um, so I've had to go on this journey of embracing love. And um, it's still something that I struggle with a little bit, you know. I still It's still like a, a challenge for me to say to my mum, I love her because she gives, she's, it's, she's so delighted and she gives it back to me that it's almost, that makes me feel, I don't know, I'm like, oh, all right. But there's still a bit of like, okay, mum, chill out a bit, you know. 
And um, I don't know, I, I, I want to, I'm still on a journey of like letting more and more love in. And one of my ways of doing that is actively trying to embrace it. So the question that I want to ask now and, and, and open up this conversation is, is who do you love and, and why? And um, uh, yeah, I guess it's going to be for the parents in the room. There's going to be a natural answer, but yeah, um, 100%, it's yeah. Easy. Like, I don't know if you were the same with your boy, but I, I mean, it's such a cliche thing when people say to you, like, you've never felt love, like the love for your child. And um, it's a love that I really hope that everyone in this world at some point, you know, can have. Because it's just, it's so true, you know, and just the older they get, um, <coughs> you know, the more characteristics or traits that they pick up or the simplest of things, you know, him dropping an egg is obviously nothing to him, but to you, it's, it's a memory you'll have for the rest of your life. You know, there's so many times where India can be, you know, she'll misbehave. You know, the other day we were painting and I put all her paintings like four or five outside um, to dry off. I literally nipped the loo for a pee. I come back and my entire patio is covered in footprints. She decides for some reason to just walk in the paintings and then just walk all over the floor. So I go initially really cross with her, like, what are you doing? And she literally just goes, I'm working, daddy. Straight away, I'm like, oh, God, carry on. <laughs> I've got a sofa in there as well. You can trash as well, if you like. like it's just it, it, it's just unconditional love. And it's, uh, it's just such a powerful thing. And I think it just, I don't know what it's like for you in your personal life or your passions or your career. But I would say since the day that my daughter was born, I've achieved more in that time than I ever have before. So, you know. I'm internally grateful to her. I think she is the most powerful and the most precious thing I have. And I think she probably has opened up my mind, you know, to the idea of love with somebody else. You know, you know my situation, but, you know, I came out of a relationship a couple of years ago. And, you know, what we were kind of touching on before is that I do not want to take anything from my previous relationship into my next. You can't use that as an excuse. So for me, if it takes two or three or four or five or even 10 years, to finally be at a point where I really, you know, I love myself again and I feel like I can open my heart up to somebody else. If that's how long it takes, then that's how long it takes. But I want to know that when I get into that relationship, you know, I feel the way that you do about your partner. You know, it sounds an amazing thing. And are you, are you married? No. Are you um, solo? I'm complicated. Okay. <laughs> I'm complicated. Okay. Okay. conversation for another time okay, okay. <laughs> but you know it's, it's it, you know what an amazing thing man you know the fact that you're saying that you've, you've been solo for you know on and off seven years and now you've you've met this girl and, and, and in what an environment to have met her in and you know it's, it is such a precious thing so I, I wouldn't say by any means that I'm, I'm cut off uh, to the idea of it I just think it's all about the timing of it you know and you just don't know when that time can happen what about uh, loving yourself how does how does that sit? It's a pretty challenging question, isn't it? I would say I thought for a long time I did, but I I think in all honesty, one of my big things for this year, I think, on reflection, is that I don't, I don't respect myself. You know, I don't, you know, I allow things like my anxiety to suppress my appetite, so I don't eat appropriately. You know, I train hard, but I could probably train healthier. You know, I don't enable myself the sleep that my body needs. Um, you know, it's amazing that I still accomplish the things that I do, but I could do it so much better. Um, you know, I don't need to get myself to a point where I'm exhausted. Um, you know, I criticize myself too much. Um, and how, 
I'll move forward with that. I don't know. Maybe it is, is you know, therapy or talking or being more open-minded. Um, you know, it's just crazy that, you know, like I said, I'm 31 now and it's only now that I'm starting to realise that, you know, there's a lot of, of, of self-improvement and healing to be done, you know? Mm. Mm. And that journey will never end. But I know the way you show up, you're on a beautiful journey. I know that it's not easy, but I, I know that there is so much to love about you and, and it we're not taught to love ourselves right and this is with all of us like we live in a world that teaches us not to love ourselves and um so i don't have any blame for anyone having any struggles around that by the way i think it's normal not to love ourselves but cover it up you know by presenting a decent picture well with every amazing thing there's always going to be some negatives and as powerful as love is it's a fucking terrifying thing yeah. because when it's flipped it's unbearable literally you just want to rip your heart out you don't want to have to endure that pain every single day you know and, and i don't want to go in with that mentality it's like when you meet someone it's like god something amazing is about to happen but then you don't want to have that 180 thought where you're like oh but you know what if we break up this could break my heart and i yeah. could be in a really mm -hmm. bad way that defeatist attitude right that's why love is vulnerable that's why we have to be because we have to go into it thinking jesus this this might not work out and it will break me and it's easier just to not let yourself into it right yeah, for sure. And yeah. I, you know, and that's why I think so many relationships and, and marriages don't work now because I don't think we truly love ourselves. I don't think we are open-minded uh, to make that change. I think we do too often take our baggage or flaws into that relationship and then just use that as a scapegoat, you know, which is unfortunate. I was sat with some friends the other day and my bud is literally like, you know, I've kind of come to the terms that, you know, I probably will get to, you know, divorce with her one day. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, they're not even married, but like, you know, with the fact that he's even thinking that now, he's 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 written a story. Yeah. Subconsciously, he might not know it, but he's going into that potentially one day when they get engaged and married going, you know, I will probably divorce you, but you know, I'm cool with that. And I'm just thinking. And it's like normal. But but how how that process in his head is justified. I was just I didn't say anything because, you know, you know, if that's the way he wants to do his thing, then that's fine. But you're kind of going, wow, that's. Mad thing. Why would you get married if you think you're going to divorce this person? How many people go into a marriage though that didn't want to get married? Fear, fear of judgment, conformity. Conformity. Yeah. yeah, I also have a question for you guys because I've had quite a few conversations around this idea, and it's the value of working on something, right? It's the value of if you're committed to a person. I had a conversation the other day which was kind of reflecting on the generational shift. Maybe let's talk about our parents' generation or, or the generation before that. And there was maybe a, an unhealthy culture in which people came together and then once you were married, that was it, no matter what. You know, you think about your grandparents and for better, for worse, that is your person for life. And I'm sure within that there was a potential for some unhealthy things to perpetuate. You know, maybe some of those relationships shouldn't have stayed because, um, you know, sure, there is value in things lasting, but that's not the overriding value system. Um, that's only one element as to why a relationship can be valuable. What I am observing and what personally my opinion is, is that in right now in the world we live in, in the culture we live in, in the generation that we're a part of, the pendulum has swung the opposite way. And so there's no value in working on anything because relationships are disposable because I can pick up my phone and swipe and find someone else. And what I believe is so many of us people are doing is that's why it's so easy to transport experiences or habits you have in a previous relationship to a new one because the value of hard work is gone. Mm. Because, 
a friend of mine, his father is a kind of a social analyst and he labeled our generation as the generation of what else is there? Mm. Because we're, because every opportunity, whether it's in our careers, our love lives, our hobbies, everything is so accessible and attainable and disposable um, that it means that placing value on something has kind of been lost to us. So mm. without sharing anything, um, because I, I kind of uh, have just personally strong beliefs about um, privacy around my personal life for many reasons. But what I can share with you is part of the journey that I've been on with the person in my life is about this belief that if something is truly worth it, it requires an immense amount of work and work that we are not taught to like um, <clears throat> participate in. As a 31-year-old man myself, I wasn't taught. I was taught, thankfully, by my parents, but amongst my mates... I'm not taught to work on something. And when I mean work, I don't mean have a conversation. I mean you have to look at healing in all of its forms and you have to be willing to sit in a space and learn really intimately about how another human being works, where they've come from, what makes them who they are. And that work is not something that right now I think people value whatsoever. So that's why I think your mate can sit there and be like, yeah, we'll get divorced one day Mm. because that's the narrative that we're taught because it's disposable. Because to do the work, the work that is required to find true beauty, fulfillment, um, to kind of find liberation and freedom within a romantic relationship, a committed relationship, I think is that that process is is lost on us collectively at the moment. Because I don't think we talk about it. I don't think we talk about it amongst friends and family. I think people um, don't value it as something that is, uh, you know, worth their time and effort because they know they can just find something easy over there. And that's why so many marriages end after an argument or one of the values doesn't align. So they go, well, this is too much for me. So I'm just going to find something else because it's easy to find. It's just there. It's on my phone. I'll just slide into the DMs or I'll get on an app. And I'll find another chick or another guy to be in relationship with for another six months. And then when that's boring, I'll find something else. And it's like, what happened to the beauty of looking at another person and being able to go, fucking hell, even if you push me to a place in which I never really wanted to get to, if I look at it from the place of there is something valuable to be had here in this connection, then maybe, maybe there's potential for something like, I believe, magical was used before like that's where i believe there is like magic to be had with another person but those two people have to be ready for it they have to be aligned within it and it's impossible if those values do you know um aren't shared but i do i'm interested for you guys if you've had experiences in in because certainly in my experience dating or coming to new relationships i it very rarely have i sat opposite another person my age and they're there really isn't that shared value of like, if this is worth something, especially if you have a family with someone and that's just because of who I'm, who I am and how I've been raised. I'm like, for me, there is no greater thing to work on because you bring a child into the world. For me, again, they're all only my ideas and my perceptions, but I believe that comes with a certain amount of responsibility. I believe that comes with a certain level of like willingness to show up and make something work for the good of my son, for the good of my life, my partner's life, all of those things. But it's certainly not something that comes easy to a lot of people that I've I've met, whether that's casually or, or kind of intimately. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. And, and like you said, I mean, you, you got shown it by your parents, but society doesn't show us this. No. You know, we're not taught it. And, and it's like, it's rare 
for someone to say that, for someone to say, like, you know, there's even this phrase that I hear in my head now, it's like, it should be easy. When you meet someone that's right, it should be easy. It's bullshit. You know, it's, it's yeah, it can be easy if you want to create walls and have these, like, like differences that you never talk about and just, like, block the connection at a deep level and just pretend there's no issues ever. But if you really want to get in and feel, like, deep connection, the type of connection that stops you just flipping and, and, and swiping on someone else, then you've got to get underneath that. You've got to have the conversations that are hard, that are difficult, that allow you to see inside of them beneath their skin and feel their heart. So that, wow, this is something special I have with you that I can't just get from a swipe, you know? Yeah, and that's not to undermine, I mean, I met my complicated person on, on a dating <laughs> app. Like, I'm not I'm not undermining the value of that. I mean, that, that has yeah. enabled us to meet people in a way that our grandparents couldn't meet them. That, so that, uh, yeah. with, every, with every kind of concentration of energy on the negative elements I'm talking about, of course there are the positive. Of course there's... Yeah. I mean, it's fucking wonderful to pick up your phone and be like, that's a beautiful woman or a beautiful man and I would love to connect to them. But what I'm saying is... Yeah. Yeah, that we're certainly not within that. There's not then a list of like, hey, guys, if this person is worth your time, you should maybe like consider investing in them as opposed to, yeah, everything being that phrase I find really challenging and I find really challenging being on the other side of is when someone says to me, it should just feel easy. Yeah. All of it. Like, I don't understand why this is not easier. And I go, well, because because it's not because sometimes what you're asking of another human being requires immense amounts of attention an immense amount of like of work inner work work together understanding empathy all of those things but they're not things that we when's the last time you had a conversation about the value of working on a relationship <laughs> you know this is the second one i've had in what however many years i've been on this planet so it's like you know sometimes those things like i, I i'm surprised when those conversations are brought to me and i go Holy shit! It's not even part of my consciousness. You know that I, I'm 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 much more distracted with other things. And then when you really kind of put it on the table, you go, "Oh wow, that's really not a thing that we are educated around at all." Mm. You know, and we're just talking about valuing something that you believe in. We're just talking about love. Yeah. For me, that's what it is. It's yeah. just talking about love in its kind of maybe most magnificent, you know, form. Dude, yeah. I think what it is is that maybe there's just not a clear. Uh, definition of what's easy and hard right so like we go oh it should just be easy as in like you want to have the highs you want to have the excitement and the love and the lust and and the jubilation and joy and all those positive things right and and there is a certain level of like you want it to you want to be able to understand someone most of the time right but then i think the hard thing and the thing that you guys are talking about the, the difficult conversations is like okay well if we have a fundamental difference in how something should be done then let's have a difficult conversation, conversation, talking about it, listening to each other, understanding, brushing away our ego, tearing down our walls, showing our vulnerabilities and weaknesses. That's the difficult conversation. Not to be confused with a fucking argument. Correct. Yeah. Right? Not to be confused with a toxic relationship where it's difficult all the time because someone's being snide or they're envious or there's like these toxic human emotions which just pull you down and i think that's something we we should like really be clear is that when we're talking about difficult conversations we're talking about conversations which will grow you both as mm. a relationship together rather than conversations which will tear you down and leave you feeling worthless or leave mm. you feeling much worse than you would if you were just by yourself 
Definitely. The little conversations like, I don't like holding hands. Like, it's yeah, not but my that thing. Was a... But, like, it's, th- th- that matters, right? If you don't say that every time you walk out the door, she grabs your hand, you're walking along, and there's a story going in your head going, God, every time I go out, she does this, she grabs me, I hate it, I feel so. You're bringing that resentment energy back to her. She's yeah. been there. She has no idea why. She She's like, know. having a nice walk in the park. Why is he being like that with me? Yeah, what, and then you might, you might say something, you might snap at her for yeah. some reason, or you, you might, she's like, oh, do you want to get some ice? You're like, oh, no. And she's like, why is he being a dick? Yeah. Like, and there's no idea because you haven't communicated something which to you might grow over time and generally those things do don't they like the little things that you don't talk about slowly grow and that tiny yes. little seed grows into an oak tree which one day you're like oh I just don't yeah. like holding your goddamn hand <laughs> yeah and you say and then, oh, I, I never knew that. She takes it that that means you don't like, like her. Like her, at yeah. All. Because like, why doesn't he want to hold my hand? Why is he being so angry about this? It's like, no, I. It's just a. It's just a small thing which has just grown over time. But you have little conversations, you can get rid of that. But then you can have difficult conversations when more complex things come up. But conversations is the key word, not mm, arguments. Not arguments. Yeah, you guys are both. Well, I think all of us have used the word expectation at some point. One of my favorite quotes by Russell Brand the man himself who I, I really respect as a thinker, but he says uh, expectation is just another word for fantasy. And mm. when I applied that to the way in which I perceive the world and my relationships, it really made me face my own ego in a way that I hadn't before because I went, I'm just fantasizing about how I think that person should behave. I'm just fantasizing about the fact that I think she can read my mind. She can't, Like, unless I show up and unless I communicate and have a conversation exactly around what I want, what I need, what I feel, it's like then I just have all of these imaginary expectations about that person understanding me in a way I've never communicated. And once I looked at it as a fantasy, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I don't, as much as I would love for dragons to exist, I know that they're a fantasy. <laughs> I really wish, Pet but you know, so, and that's really easy to engage with fantasies. I'm like, well, of course you don't invest in them in, in a way because you know that they are unreal. So why am I applying these set of rules to a like an intimate relationship? I think I'm just gonna start showing up and trying to avoid expectation on any level and just ask for what I need, just express how I feel, mm. ask for what I want. And if if there is if there are difficult conversations to be had within that, that's the work I'm talking about. Yeah. That's but it's I think sometimes too, I think I'm so grateful, David, that you were like articulated it in that way because that's exactly right. I think there's so much fear, like hard work as a phrase becomes this like monster that people yeah. are like, fuck that man. I'm not working hard on my like my you know my girl or my guy should be easy i don't want but it's like well whoa, 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 whoa. we're not talking about hard work because you have to sit in couples therapy for the next 20 years yeah. sure if that's your jam like great but also it could just be a very simple conversation about holding hands and look at the power that that had for you guys to me that's so inspiring because i'm like holy shit that's just two people showing up in a really beautiful simple way and being like does it actually work for you and being like oh no <laughs> Like, how incredible is that as two people? And I know it sounds so simple, but I'm so, like, grateful that you share that because to me that's, like, quite revelatory that two, mm. you know, adults can just be really, like, simple. There's such simplicity in two people being able to be mature and um, kind of aware of themselves enough to just be like, what is what is something that you want or what is something that you need? And within two minutes you guys communicated that. And then you can go on with your lives without kind of feeding this monster that, like you said, in a year's time, you guys break up because she wants to hold hands and you don't. And it's representative <laughs> of the, your feelings about her. It's like, holy shit, yeah, we were just talking about out. sweaty palms. And now it's like, <laughs> we're getting a divorce because you don't love me. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think maturity is the key word there. Yeah. I think the fact that you both have that capability to just acknowledge something that actually is pretty menial. Yeah. Yeah. 
is was what was key. And I think unfortunately though, sometimes you will have one person who's maybe more mature than the other. They will vocalize something like that and it still doesn't quite connect. And I think yeah. that's the problem. So there we have it. How did you guys find that? Um, when I listened back, I, I was quite inspired and it, it's weird for me to say that because obviously I was already there, I was already part of it, but I think, I don't know, I was so wrapped up in the conversation. I, I, I heard it on a different level there and oh, I, I feel more attached, more connected to the guys in a really beautiful way. Um, and yeah, it, you know, I haven't had a conversation like that with guys particularly since. So it became a really special thing for me to... It's funny, you know, when you do these conversations, you, you kind of forget you're a part of them. I say you, I'm talking about myself here. And yeah, it's an honour, like it's a privilege. And, and my hope is that we can make these, these conversations more accessible and more normal. You know, we don't have to do them all the time, but for it to be possible for us just to have these conversations, talk about things that perhaps are a little bit beyond our comfort zone or perhaps, you know, don't feel the, the most natural. But actually, you know, we get to learn about each other. We get to learn about, I don't know, like all depths of who we are and what makes us tick. So, yeah, really special. I enjoyed listening back to that. And um, again, like real gratitude to the guys for opening up their hearts like that. They they, they reminded me what special men they are. Um, they really did, all, all three of them. So um, beautiful stuff. There you go. Men getting into love. <laughs> Uh, and self-love and all this relationships and like yeah beautiful i loved it so thank you thank you for coming back and listening to the second part it's um it's 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 this is like fun breaking up this conversation and, and reminiscing so i hope you guys are taking something from it too um we'll be back again next week we'll be following on i know that the conversation continues in a similar in a similar vein like we just continue to get into some of the depths of, of what's inside of us so yeah, come back and join us next Thursday. But in the meantime, thank you. So you can follow us on Instagram, which is the Naked Professors underscore podcast, um, where I'll be showing all, sharing all the little clips and any any additional bits that we pick up from this, and um, links to the show, um, and some I guess some previews of what we've got coming up as well on the stories, and yeah, just all the little snippets from from this show will be shared on there. Um, in the meantime if you want to rate review and subscribe really appreciate it thank you for listening any support is really appreciated and um, hope you're going okay in lockdown uh, I hope this brings a smile to your face during these times and yeah thank you for listening planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 